the book of Romans, Romans chapter 12. I'm going to start there, and I'm starting a new series this morning, and I'm really excited about it. We're going to be talking about it for the next five weeks on Sunday mornings, and so we're going to start in Romans 12. I'm going to read there in a moment, but I have a lot of expectation for it, but I need you to, uh, to be with me. I preach better when you respond better. I preach better when you, when you nod your head and when you say amen and you take notes and you do all that good stuff. And let me tell you, especially these next few weeks, this would be a really good time to take notes. I know a lot of you are note takers, but if, you, if you've never taken notes, I want to challenge you. This would be a good time to take notes these next few weeks. So we're going to start in Romans 12 and verse 1 in the New Living Translation. It says, and so dear brothers and sisters, I plead with you to give your bodies to God because of all he has done for you. Let them be a living and holy sacrifice, the kind he will find acceptable. This is truly the way to worship him. And don't copy the behavior and customs of this world. But notice this, but let God transform you into a new person. Anybody want that for 2021? You're like, no, I'm good. I'm already a good person. Okay, but we can all get better. We can all grow. We can all change. And notice it says, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. So we're going to start a new series this morning talking about healthy habits. Three people. I expected that. So that's why I said we're going to need to respond today. Now, now there's the type A personality people that are just salivating right now. You're just like, get them, Pastor. I've been waiting for you to talk about habits and discipline and no excuses. Now's the time for it. Now, I'm not one of those people, so I'm on the other team. I'm on the excuse team, on the procrastination team. I'm on that team. I'm on the free and fun team. I'm on the not on the schedule team. I'm on your guys' side. So you type A people are really happy right now on what I'm going to share about. But I just want to let you know I'm on the other side. I'm kind of joking, kind of not joking. But I am realizing as, as, a, as a young man and someone who wants to achieve great things for God that uh, God spoke to me about this about a month ago because I was asking him about what do you want me to share for January 2021 because I, I usually preach about something pertaining to uh, change and, and goals and vision and your future. It's a good time to talk about that because people are thinking about that. And I felt like God gave me this sentence to me personally, but I only preach things that he says to me personally to you guys. I don't, I don't find it from a sermon book in the back and like, I should probably preach on this. No, I try to preach on things that God's telling me about. And he said this line, and this is going to be the theme for the next five weeks. He says, Jordan, if you want a healthy life, you have to have healthy habits. I, I know it's a real simple thought, but healthy habits equal a healthy life. Now, I say all of us in here, that's what we want. We want a healthy life. We, we want a life 
with good relationships. We want a life that we're physically well. We want a life that we have mentally and emotionally a sound mind and a sound body. We want a financially healthy life. We want a good uh, community and, and a career. But healthy habits equal a healthy life. If we want a healthy life, we have to have healthy habits. And that's where we all are all we're at in here, and, and that's the place where there is the disconnect between healthy life and what we want. Because there's a little space in the middle called habits that takes us from what we want to the life that we can have in God. Are you still with me today? I got a lot to say today, so I need you to stay with me. So, we see here in Romans 12, 1 and 2, it says, Don't be conformed to this world, but be transformed, or let God transform you by turning you into a new person, by changing the way you think. Now, that's so important because God wants to do something in your life, but you have a part to play in it. So if we want a healthy life, we have to have healthy habits. And I'm going to give you some definitions in a second, but I want to talk about this for a moment, that in this church and in this house, I like to preach to you about things that aren't just about one aspect of life. Um, let me explain a little bit more what I'm trying to say by that. I care about your spiritual life as your pastor, but I care about your whole life as your pastor. And in church, the reason I believe a lot of churches and a lot of Christians are not healthy and whole is because they only talk about one part of who you are. But God made all of us in here spirit, soul, and body. And, and a lot of times churches just emphasize the spirit part, which they should, because that's the most important part of you. But if you only talk about the spiritual issues and you never talk about their mind or their body, they will not live a healthy whole life because you're only talking about one-third of the equation. But God cares about all of you, not just your spirit that gets to heaven one day. He cares about the whole man, the whole woman. So, so I want to preach, and that's what I try to preach about, about the whole man, because God cares about holistically your entire spirit, soul, and body. You realize, like, the, the, the rainbow blossoms and the supplement stores have taken this word holistic, but God was into being holistic way before it was trendy at Whole Foods. You know that, right? Like before supplements and kale were a thing, God was into being holistic. Before you used essential oils and you rubbed coconut oil on your body for health reasons, God was into holistic health. He cares about your spirit, soul, and body. And the answers today cannot be found at Rainbow Blossom. The answers that we're going to preach about today cannot be found at UofL. They're found in God's Word. But notice, God cares about all of you, not just your spirit. He wants you to be whole. Now, the thing is, if we just talk about your spirit, you can be healed. But if you don't talk about the whole man, you'll never be whole. God cares about you, spirit, soul, and body. So, realize today... 
for the next five weeks, when, when we talk about this, I'm talking about your entire spirit, soul, and body, because it's all interconnected. Do you guys realize that? It's all interconnected because that's the way God made you. So this is what I've seen in the church world. Somebody can be spiritually strong to some level, but not deal with physical issues and mental issues and still not be whole. But they pray in tongues, but they're spiritually mature, but they're not whole because they're not dealing with their whole man. They're not letting God change them, spirit, soul, and body. Or, or there's somebody who's physically struggling, but mentally doing well, they still have issues. Because it's all interconnected. And God's perfect will for all of us in here is to be made perfectly whole. Spirit, soul, and body. And a big way that we're going to live a healthy and whole lifestyle is we have to have healthy habits, spirit, soul, and body. Now, I'm laying a lot of foundational work because the next two weeks are going to kind of be the foundation we build the next three weeks on after that. So the next two, uh, the next two weeks today and, and next week, we're going to talk about healthy habits and, and laying the, the framework for what we're going to share in this series. But then after that, we're going to talk about a whole week about healthy spiritual habits. What are healthy spiritual habits? We're going to talk about mental habits the next week. And the last week, we're going to talk about healthy physical habits, just in case you guys want to miss that service. That's the fifth week, by the way. So, you guys ready to dive into this? Let's read another verse. Romans 12 and verse 1 in the Message Bible. Romans 12 and verse 1. So notice what it says here. So here's what I want you to do. God helping you take your everyday ordinary life. What's that? That's your habits. You're sleeping, you're eating, you're going to work, you're walking around life, and place it before God as an offering. Now that's what we're doing at the beginning of 2021. Embracing what God does for you is the best thing you can do for Him. Don't become so well adjusted to your culture that you fit into it without even thinking. Instead, notice, fix your attention on God and you'll be changed from the inside out. Readily recognize what he wants from you and quickly respond to it. Unlike the culture around you always dragging you down to its level of immaturity, God brings out the best of you and develops well-formed maturity in you. So let me give you a definition of habits to start here in a second. Now, we are talking about habits today, and I don't want you to mistake this with a New Year's resolution message. Because I preached about that, people talk about that, but you realize that New Year's resolutions and goals, majority of the time, do not work. It's proven. I was reading stats about this. They said that 8% of people actually do their New Year's resolutions for the year. 8%. And 80% jump ship by February. (laughs) You know why? Because they don't make it a habit. They don't make it a part of their life. 
And so when I'm talking about habits, I'm not talking about a temporary goal and resolution. Then once you get it done, you just forget about it. No, I'm talking about a habit, which a habit is your lifestyle is changing. That, that I'm starting this new lifestyle for the rest of my life. I, I, I'm making this new habit to make it a part of my life, not to just reach my goal and then stop. And that's why habits are so important, because they're not temporary. They're ongoing. They're not ex, external. They're internal. They're not just temporary. They are a lifestyle change. That's where we get the word habitual. Habitual means to do something ongoingly or constantly. So here's some definitions of habits. Um, it says, habits are the small decisions you make and actions you perform every day. According to researchers at Duke University, habits account for about 40% of our behaviors on any given day. Now, just to explain that, that means 40% of what you do, you do unconsciously. Because it's your habit. That's why you can brush your teeth, put your clothes on, eat the breakfast, talk to your kids, drive to work, and you don't even remember how you did that and you made it to work. Why? Because it's a part of your habit. So it says 40% of our behaviors on any given day are from our habits. Listen to this clearly. Your life today is essentially the sum of your habits. Now this is going to hurt. How in shape or out of shape you are, yeah, yeah, come on now, somebody, is a result of your habits. Let me go a step further. How happy or unhappy you are is a result of your habits. How successful or unsuccessful you are is a result of your habits. I'm going to go a little further. What you repeatedly do, what you spend your time thinking about and doing each day, ultimately forms you to the person you are, the things you believe, and the personality you portray. Everything from procrastination to productivity to strength and nutrition starts with better habits. When you learn to transform your habits, you can transform your life. I can tell you're ramping up with me. You're getting excited. I think that when we preach about messages like this, even though, like I said, I'm not on the type A team, I think messages like this, I get excited. You know why? Because it's empowering because I'm not stuck. You should see it like that. If, if we can preach a message like this, that means that none of us are stuck in here. Everything can change. Everything can be transformed. Everything can be new, but it starts with me transforming my habits, and I can transform my life. So even if I'm not given to that thinking or that way of living, there's still hope for me, and there's still hope for you, because we're not stuck. God has given us freedom and empowerment, and when we can transform our habits, we can transform our life. All right, that was five. That was five that time. Let's go. Here's, here's some other things I, I wrote down about this. First, we make our habits, and then our habits make us. Here's another quote about habits. Sow a thought, reap an action. Sow an action, reap a habit. Sow a habit, reap a character. Sow a character, reap a destiny. If you want a healthy life, 
Now, if you don't remember anything else I said today, remember this. If you want a healthy life, you have to have healthy habits. Can we go a step further? So, we have to let God be involved in our habits. Now, I want to tell you just real quickly, this week, Brother Sean and I are going to be putting together, in case you're overwhelmed by note-taking and what I'm saying, you don't have to write down everything I'm saying today. Because this week, Brother Sean and myself are going to be making some handouts uh, with some of these quotes on it, with some scriptures, with, with even more things that I'm even saying this morning to help you. And so don't be overwhelmed. We're going to be sending that out this coming week. And I also want to recommend, this is one of the books that I've been reading about habits. And I think this stuff is really interesting. Now, some of you are just like, Pastor, just tell me what I need to hear. I'm not reading your book. But it's called Atomic Habits by James Clear. Now, I think this stuff is really cool because I'm really into how the brain and the body works, not just spiritually what's happening, but the the neuroscience behind it, what's going on in your brain and your body when you're changing. And this guy has wrote a great book about habits. So I recommend it. It's called Atomic Habits by James Clear. I don't know if the guy's a Christian or not, but trust me, everything he says that the brain science is talking about, it's amazing. The Bible already says everything that's in here. That's what's really cool about reading books like this because it all aligns with the Word of God because it works. Okay. So I want to share kind of three big points today um, for the rest of the time about healthy habits in a healthy life. If we're going to have healthy habits, here's the first thing I want to talk about. The who has to go before the do. The who has to go before the do. Yep, crickets. <laughs> Thought so. When we're talking about healthy habits, the who has to go before the do. Now, let me tell you what that means. When you're starting any new habit, you have to get your identity right before you get your actions right. Your behavior will never change until your identity changes. Now, when we're starting healthy habits, we shouldn't just be asking questions like, why do I want to do this? Or what can I do to stop this habit? Or how can I start this habit? The bigger question needs to be, who am I becoming? Who do I want to be? The who has to go before the do. There's a reason I worded it like that so you wouldn't forget it. There's a reason I'm starting with this before we go any further with habits because this is kind of the first step into healthy habits, healthy life. It all starts with your identity. The who has to go before the do. So I want to encourage you this next week, I want you to start writing down, instead of asking yourself, what do I want to change? How do I want to change it? Why do I want to do this? We can talk about that later. This week, I want you to start writing, who do you want to become? Who does God say that I am? What am I called to do? Because the who has to go before the do. We have to align 
our behaviors with our identity. Now, you realize God's word already said that, but neuroscience says that too. When people are changing, breaking bad habits, starting new habits, they have to get people's identity aligned with their new person. Or the Bible would say their new nature. A lot of times they say the reason that a lot of people can't break bad habits is because that's who they believe they really are. So they can't break the habit of alcoholism because I'm an alcoholic and that's just who I am. And I can't break this cycle of pornography because I'm a sexual addict and that's just who I am. And so that's who they believe they are so they can never break out of that habit because their identity is based in that habit. And on top of that, if you believe that is who you are, that's what you believe you really deserve. But God said that way before Atomic Habits and James Clear wrote his book. And that's why the Bible tells you who you are before it tells you what to do. Come on now with me. God tells you this is who you are. And notice once he tells you this is who you are and you start believing it, then your actions start changing. Then your thinking starts changing. Then your habits start changing. But notice God tells you who you are first, identity, before your activity comes. So this is not a new thought, but neuroscience has figured the same thing out because it works because it's God's word. So God does the same thing with us. He calls us righteous before we ever act righteous. And when we believe we're righteous, our habits align with righteousness. God tells us we're holy when we're not acting holy. And when we believe who we are in him, our actions and our habits start turning to the direction of the identity we believe we are. So God said it. Neuroscience proves it. We have to get the who before the do. <laughs> so that's why I want to say at, the, at just the beginning of this healthy habits, healthy life series, you have to start writing down and making statements about who you want to become. Who you want to be. Who has God called you to be. Before you ever get into why, how, what I need to change. Get your identity right. And then out of your identity will flow your actions. Get your identity right. And then out of your identity will flow your habits. Get your identity settled in God. And then out of that will flow change. To break bad habits and to start new habits. That's why it's so important you come to church, not just on Christmas and Easter. That's, that's why it's so important you don't just come two out of four times a month. Because you're hearing nonsense from Monday to Saturday telling you who you're not. And then you just hear a preacher for two hours on a Sunday morning and act like you got it. You don't. 
That's why you need to come to church. That's why you need to get into your Bible. That's why you need to listen to podcasts. That's why you need to immerse yourself in the Word of God. Because if you don't, you're listening to people, the news media, your school, your job, your friends, your coworkers tell you who you are. And that's not who you really are. And then your life is going down this path because that's who you really think you are and you're not. But you need to listen to the Word of God who tells you who you really are. So that's even the way that God changes with us. He changes our identity first. And then out of our who comes our do. True behavior change happens when our identity changes. So here's some examples. Instead of saying, I'm going to read a book this year, say, I want to be a reader. Because what, what happens after you read the book? You done for the rest of the year? I read it. That's not the goal, is it? You're trying to change your lifestyle. Instead of, I want to read the book, I want to become a reader. Now, later on, we can make a plan on how many books you're going to read. Instead of saying, I want to run a, run a marathon, say, I want to be a runner. Instead of saying comments like, I need to lose weight because summer 2021 is coming. And I got to turn up because I was stuck in the house last summer. Instead of that being your goal, how about I want to do it because I want to be healthy and strong. That's who I want to be. Because trust me, summer will come and go, and you'll put your winter coat back on, if you know what I'm saying. But notice if you change your identity to not, I just want to lose weight to look good in a bikini, it will only be temporary. You have to change your identity. No, I want to be strong and healthy. That's why I'm changing. It's amazing. Even in this book, they talked about people that have addictions, just like smoking. They said, instead of saying... When somebody offers you a cigarette, no thanks, I'm trying to quit. Instead of saying that, because you're still identifying with that lifestyle. Say, no thanks, I'm not a smoker. This is not a Christian book. But he's saying what God says. Because you got to identify with your new nature. You guys get anything this morning? Am I making sense? So healthy habits and a healthy life starts with identity. You have to get your who right before you get your do right. You do right. You can take it any way you want it. Get your hair right, get your mind right, get everything right. Once you get the who right, the do will come. And you're not going to forget this when you go home. If you don't remember anything else, you're going to remember who before the do. So this week, I want to challenge you, not during this message, but pray about it. Think about it. Talk to some friends and family about it. And this week, I want to challenge you, before we start writing down all the different steps you need to take and all the different things you need to change, write down who you want to be. Let's just say for myself, who do I want to be? I want to be a good pastor. Okay, we can talk about, I'm going to need to take some steps to be that person. But first of all, that's who I want to be. I want to be a great dad. That's who I want to be. I want to be healthy and strong in my body. That's who I want to be. I want to be financially prosperous so I can take care of things and give to others. That's who I want to be. 
I want to be a person of joy and peace. That's who I want to be. And once you get the who right, you'll get the do right. So I want to encourage you this week, start writing some things down. Now, later on, we're going to take steps together, and we could talk about from how to get to point A to point B. But first of all, we have to get our identity right on who we want to become and who we want to be. And first and foremost, you get that out of the Word of God. That's why it's so important you identify yourself with who God says you are. Let's go to the next one. You ready? Okay. I got a lot of good titles for you. You're not going to forget these. Fix the root, change the fruit. Now, Brother Joe, could you bring this whiteboard over here? I'm taking it there today. Whiteboard's coming out. Thanks, sir. You can just put it right here for right now, aiming this way, and I'm going to write on it in a moment. Fix the root, change the fruit. Okay. So here's the next step. How can a hundred different people have the same goal? Some do it, some don't do it. And and we've proven with New Year's resolutions, eight out of a hundred actually do it. Not many. So is... Are those eight people just superhuman, super special? They just got it and we don't? There's an answer to this. Fix the root, change the fruit. Many people are frustrated in life with the results they're getting, but they got to get to the root of the issue. And how many know you don't change the fruit by chopping limbs off the tree? You don't kill the weed by hacking off the top of it. If you want to change the fruit, you have to fix the root. If successful and unsuccessful people share the same goals, then the goal cannot be what differentiates the winners from the losers. It is their habits that separate them. And it is their habits that get them to the goal that they've set. I love this. John Maxwell said this. He said, the reason people don't get the life they want is they have uphill hopes, but downhill habits. You guys still follow me? Okay. This is so cool. Hopefully this works. Okay. Fix the root, change the fruit. Now, once again, John Maxwell said people have uphill hopes, but downhill habits. Here's you. You look good. Got your hair done. So, this is where we are. This is where we want to be. So right here, there's the fruit. Here's the results. Here's the healthy life we want, right? Right here. 
This is good relationships right here. This is a healthy body right here. This is a sound mind right here. This is financially well off to do whatever you're called to do right here. This is a great career. This is a great life. This is a healthy life. This is living in the abundance of God, spirit, soul, and body right here. But we're right there. So you got to fix the root if you want to change the fruit. Don't mean to be too overly simplistic here, but I thought you needed an example. I was raised in Kids on the Rock by Brother Sean, so I do have a few of these left in my back pocket. So what did John Maxwell say? We have uphill hopes. That's us. But we have downhill habits. That's where we really live. And we're frustrated, right? Because this is what we want, but this is what our habits look like. And I'm not trying to talk down to you today, but do you realize if you keep your habits right here, not trying to stretch your brain muscle too hard this morning on a Sunday morning, you're never going to get here. So unless you fix the root, you won't fix the fruit. If you don't change the habits, you won't change the goal. Some people would say, and even in, in a James Clear book, it says he calls it systems. If you don't change the system, you won't change the result. So, stay with me here. The reason people don't get to where they want to be is they have uphill hopes but downhill habits. Because we don't get what we want, we get what we pursue. If we all got what we wanted, we would all be living here. And let's be honest, most of us are not living here. We don't get what we want, we get what we pursue. And the starting place is not the problem. <laughs> right? And the goal is not the problem. Because we all have the goal, why do some make it and some don't? The problem is here. That's where we get stuck. We start here, we want here, but the middle is the root. Yeah, look at his penmanship. The middle is the system. The middle is the habit. And we will never get here with habits that look like this. Am I boring you with this, or are we good? I'm just trying to take it slow. So what do we have to do? We have to put some actions, the Bible would say, to our faith. Now, I'm not going to go completely here today, so don't feel like I'm leaving you hanging. Next week and the next few weeks, we're going to talk more about systems and habits and roots. But I would say the Bible says these are actions. And we have to at least acknowledge that we need to change our actions if we want to change the results. 
That's where I'm just trying to get you to today because we can't keep starting here saying we want this life but living here and then we live and we die and we're mad at God and we're bitter at our life and we have so many regrets, but who chose this? God choose it, devil choose it, your family choose it, your, the color of your skin choose it, your gender choose it. Who chose it? Mm-hmm. Thank you, Miss Marion. One good student in the class answering my questions. So, we have to align our actions with what we want. We have to fix the root to change the fruit. We have to change our habits if we want to change the result. We have to change our systems if we want to achieve the goal. You got to fix the root to change the fruit. Once again, I'm not trying to establish the steps to take today. That's coming. I would just want to establish you to acknowledge that we need to take responsibility. If we're going to get from here to here, our actions have to get us from here to here. And acknowledge that most of us want this and we're living a life like this and we're frustrated and we're bitter and we're regretful about our life and it's our own choice. It's quiet in this Methodist Assembly of God, Holy Convocation, Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints in here. Now I'm still talking about our actions, we can say like this, this is the Bible term. This is what we want with our faith. But my Bible says faith without actions is dead. So this is what I see in church. Now, I've been here a long time, 33 years and nine months to be exact. I've seen a lot of church people shouting in church about what they want, and they live like this, and they never get this, and then they get a disillusion with church and God, and leave church, and leave God, and say, God, why didn't you do this? And God's saying, no, why didn't you do this? And for you as a church family, I don't want you to be disillusioned that faith is only believing and receiving. That's one part of it, but faith is also an action. The Bible says faith without works is dead. And so what I see is a lot of church people that shout in service, that take laps in service, that dance in service, and they say, I receive it, I receive it, I receive it, and they live and die, and I didn't see them receive anything. I receive it, hallelujah. But what are you doing Monday through Saturday? Because that's what matters. Now, you need to have both, but people are lopsided in their view on what faith really is. Yes, faith is your words. Yes, faith is your believing, but faith is your actions. And unless your faith has actions with it, it's dead, and you will never get the healthy life you want. Am I saying too much today? Are we good? We all still friends here, right? Okay, just check it. 
Now let's read this, James 2 and 26 in the New Living Translation. Just as the body is dead without breath, so also faith is dead without good works. Let's read it in the message. The very moment you separate body and spirit, you end up with a corpse. Separate faith and works and you get the same thing, a corpse. Some of you are saying, Pastor, my life feels dead. Because you're living down here. And faith without works is dead. Faith with actions leads us to life. Healthy habits, healthy life. I know I'm repeating myself, and it's for a purpose to teach today. Hopefully you're receiving it. So we need to realize that our faith and our actions need to go together. We have to fix the root if we want to change the fruit. See, a lot of times people don't want to talk about this in the church world or even outside the church because it means that you're personally responsible for your life. And we even have a misconception of what the Bible says. God is not against earning, or he's not against effort, he's against earning. And God in his word actually says it's going to take some effort to live out God's plan for your life. It's going to take some passion to live out God's plan for your life. It's going to take you doing something to live out a healthy life. To be physically healthy, it's going to take your actions, not just a prayer line. You can only cast out so many demons if you don't renew your mind. God will only supernaturally get get you out of debt so many times when you're being an idiot with your money. But we want the, the quick fix God. The magic wand God. I believe God does miracles like that, but we shouldn't live off that way. That's a low-level living. God says when you mature enough, you can take responsibility for your own life, and you will fix the root so you can change the fruit. You will fix the habit so you can be healthy. You will fix the system so you'll get a different result. Instead of living down here the rest of your life, you can take ownership of your faith, and faith without works is dead. But meaning faith with works or actions is alive. Your toes hurting? Yeah, mine are too. I'm just preaching to you what God's preaching to me about. See, God has to be this blunt with me to get me out of my laziness and procrastination. Because he wants a better life for me. And you know what? I want a better life for you. That's why I'm talking about this today. So God is not against effort, but he is against earning. Some reason in our Bibles, we feel like that God's against us working or doing anything. He's not. Actually, it's going to take effort to live out his plan. It's going to take effort to be healthy. It's going to take effort to have healthy relationships. It's going to take effort to renew your mind. Here's just an easy example of this. Let's just say you feel like God has called you to be a doctor. Medical doctor. It's a great calling. Anointed calling. 
if you're not careful, especially in the church world like ours, you got people saying, I receive it. I believe it. You know what God's saying? Sign up for college classes. <laughs> you know what? You could say, I receive it and believe it till you die. If you don't go to college, you're not going to be a doctor. Did I shock you there? You could confess it till you can't speak anymore for the next 80 years. Unless you go to college and make good grades and go to medical school and then be an intern, you're not going to be a doctor. I just had to break it down for you like that. If it's true for that, it's true for everything else in our life. And then we were like, God, why didn't you do this? I didn't accomplish this with my life. I didn't do this with my life. I'm, I'm not where I want to be in this with my life. And he was saying, go to college. God, I want to be healthy. Stop eating Mickey D's. Gosh, McDonald's gets so much shame in here. I still go, so I'm not judging you. Like a dog returning to his vomit, we all do it. So, what if you're saying, God, heal me of these mental, emotional issues? And he's saying, get in your word and renew your mind and start praying in tongues more. But I don't want that answer, God. I just want you to fix it. No, that is the answer. <laughs> I want to be healthy. Okay, well, then get out and walk. No, I didn't want to do that. I just wanted to sit on the couch and watch Netflix. Fix the root, change the fruit. Y'all want different fruit in your life? Okay. Change the root, change the fruit. Change the habit, change the life. Change the system, you'll change the results and the goal. But that comes with faith, with actions. And it's going to take effort to accomplish Everything that God has called us to do. Okay, now here's the other side of it. And my last thing I want to share. God wants to help you with your habits. See, we get in extremes when I say something like that. Because there's, there's a, a side of the body of Christ that's it's all God. So, if I'm healthy, it's all God. If I'm sick, it's all God. If I'm broke, it's all God. If I'm prosperous, it's all God. They're in a ditch. They're in error. No, that's not true. But then here's people on the other side. It's all me. It's all works. It's all effort. And then these people are grumpy and burned out and tired and frustrated because they can't change everything in their life, but they're trying as hard as they can. So it's not either or, it's both and. That's what the Bible says, that we are working together with God. We are co-workers together with God. Now there's a reason I told you your part first, because that's the part you need to take care of, but also God is helping you. That is equally as true. 
But we as believers, we cannot get in one ditch or the other because we will stay ineffective if it's all God or it's all me. You're both wrong. No, it's both of us working together to accomplish the will of God. Let me give you a few verses that says that exact thing. It's a, it's a divine tension that we have to wrestle with that it's God and us. 1 Corinthians 15 and 10 in the Passion. This is the Apostle Paul speaking. He says, but God's amazing grace has made me who I am. Identity. And his grace to me was not fruitless. In fact, what does he say? I worked harder than all the rest. Well, pastor, you're not supposed to work. It's not supposed to be about works. He's not talking about for salvation. He's talking about to complete the plan of God for his life. The apostle Paul literally said, I work harder than all of you. But notice the next part. Yet, not in my own strength, but God's. For his empowering grace is poured out upon me. That's exactly what I'm talking about. It's not all God. It's not all Paul. It's God and Paul. It's not all God. It's not all you. It's you and God. Yes, you're working hard, but God is the one giving you the power and strength to do it. And that's the only way we can change our habits. Is with us working hard and putting forth effort and God helping us to change our habits. You guys understand what I'm saying? So to have a healthy life, we have to have healthy habits. And it's not just all us, but we do have to play a part in our responsibility. It's God too. In the word of God, God says he is our helper, not our doer. So what does this mean to me? This means the good news is as soon as we do, he will help. But if we don't do, he won't help. We have to take the first step. So let me tell you this practically. So you say, I want to I get in shape. I want to do, do better. Well, get up, put your workout clothes on, walk out the door, and start walking. And when you do... He will help. But you guys want help for him to lift you off the couch, take you outside, and start moving your feet. It doesn't work like that. He's the helper, not the doer. Say, God, I want to eat better. Well, first of all, probably don't go to a fast food place, for starters. And as you do, he will help. I want to get out of debt. Well, yes, pray about it. Yes, believe about it. But God says, okay, well, you need to start giving. And you might not need to spend as much. You might need to start paying off that debt. I don't want that answer, God. And you know what? As you do, he will help. But you're the doer, he's the helper. I love it said like this, when we do the natural, God will do the supernatural. But we got to do the natural. <laughs> when, when we step out in faith and start doing something, then he will help us. When we start doing what we can do, God will do what we can't do. 
But we have to do something. Because trust me, there's certain habits that you're not going to be able to do without God. There's certain addictions and bad habits you can't break without God. But you at least have to start. And then as you do, He will help you. And if you do the natural, He will do the supernatural. If you... You start trying to break addictions of pornography or maybe smoking cigarettes or whatever it is or, or the addiction of worry or the bad habit of, you know, thinking wrong. If you start doing it, he will help you. If you start doing what you can do in the natural, he will start giving you the supernatural to help you. As you do, he will help. So that's the good news today. That God is guaranteed He wants to help us, but we need to do something and He will help. If we do the natural, He will do the supernatural. But our actions come first. Let's look at a verse, Philippians 2, verse 12. 13 in the New Living. It says, Dear friends, you always followed my instructions when I was with you, and now that I am away, it is even more important. Notice what he says. Work hard. That is in the Bible. God's not against working hard. To show the results of your salvation. Notice not for your salvation, from your salvation. Obeying God with deep reverence and fear. For God is working in you, giving you the desire and the power to do what pleases Him. Are you seeing that? There's that tension again. You need to work hard. You need to put forth effort. But ultimately, it's God working in you, giving you the desire and the power to do His will. Let's put that verse 13 up here again. I want to encourage you with this verse as we close. For God is working in you, giving you the desire and power to do what pleases Him. If I can leave you with this verse today, I want all of you to be thinking about that this week. Because some of you are like, I don't even desire to break these bad habits. I kind of like them. And I don't even desire to have good habits, Pastor. I'm okay where I'm at. Well, here's the good news. When you start praying this, God will give you new desires. New desires to get rid of the old. And new desires to give you something new in its place. And I love it. God doesn't just leave us there. It says he gives us a desire and the power to do what pleases him. What's power? Ability. I love that about God. So we're not alone here. Some of you are saying, well, I can't break this habit. I can't break this habit. No, God in you will give you the desire and the power to do what pleases him. I know I need to do these things to get healthy. I know these, I need to do these things to get better and have better habits. God in you, giving you the desire and the power to do his will. I love that about God. God doesn't just give you the want to to do it. He's going to give you the ability to do it. <laughs> it's amazing. Many Christians are, are lopsided even on that. They're like, well, I got 
the desire to do well, but I can't do it. No, God doesn't leave us forsaken like that. He doesn't leave us alone like that. He's our helper. He's with us to help us and lead us and guide us into all truth. He's our helper to empower us to do everything that God has called us to do. He's our helper to break bad habits and to start new habits. He's our helper, and he gives us a desire and the power to do his will. So if we want healthy habits or a healthy life, we have to have healthy habits. Let's read this in the Message Bible. I love this. What I'm getting at, friends, is that you should simply keep on doing what you've done from the beginning. When I was living among you, you lived in responsive obedience. And now that I'm separated from you, keep it up. Better yet, redouble your efforts. Be energetic in your life of salvation, reverent and sensitive before God. That energy is God's energy. And energy deep within you, God himself willing and working at will, will give him. The most pleasure. And that's good news for us today. It's good news for us today. That God is working in us. Yes, we are putting forth some effort. Yes, we are working hard. Yes, we are putting our actions with our faith. But ultimately, it's God giving us strength. It's God giving us desires. It's God giving us the power and ability to do His will. So I believe that for you, church family. I want this year to be your best year yet. And not like a trendy, cliche way, but in a real way. And I want to be honest with you as your pastor. It's not going to be a new year, new you, unless you do something different. It's not going to be best year ever if you don't change your habits. You're not going to get the healthy life you want unless you have healthy habits to align with that. All right. Thanks, Pastor. Appreciate your 2021 encouragement. <laughs> that's, that's my heart for you guys. So, let me read one more verse. Let's turn back to Romans 12. In verse 1 and 2, I want to end with this. I read it a second ago, but in the message. So once again, with healthy habits, healthy life, we're going to have to start with identity, the who before the do. We're going to have to fix the root to change the fruit. And ultimately, God wants to help you with your habits. So I love this. In, in Romans 12, 1 and 2, it kind of sums up what we're sharing in the series. So here's what I want you to do, God helping you. This should be a commitment for all of us. Take your everyday, ordinary life, that's your habits, your sleeping, eating, going to work, and walking around life, and place it before God as an offering. Embracing what God does for you is the best thing you can do for Him. Don't become so well-adjusted to your culture that you fit into it without even thinking. Instead, fix your attention on God, and you'll be changed from the inside out. Readily recognize what He wants from you and quickly respond to it. Unlike the culture around you, always dragging you down to its level of immaturity. God brings out the best of you. No, that's a real you. And develops well-formed maturity in you. Did you guys get anything today? 
Let's pray. Father, we just love you today. We thank you today for this time together. We thank you for uh, this new series we started today. We thank you, Father God, for everyone in here spending some time with you this week about what you want them to become, about who they're becoming, Father. We pray, Father God, that you speak to us about breaking bad habits and starting new good habits. Father, I, I pray for everyone in here that we're going to start new healthy habits so we can have a healthy life. I just pray over us that you would supernaturally, like I said in the book of Philippians 2 and 13, that you're giving our church family a new desire, a new desire, a new want to, to be healthy, spirit, soul, and body. I believe you're giving us a new desire to want the things that you want. And Father, I'm believing today that not just you're giving us desire, but you're giving us the power to do your will. Father, I pray for everyone in here that you're stirring up a new power and desire to do your will. A new energy, a new passion to change. A new passion to pursue the goals that we want to achieve in this life. A new passion to accomplish the will of God for our life. A new passion to be an example to others of what you can do. Father, we thank you for it today. May these words strengthen us today, help us, challenge us, convict us, just like it's convicted me with you speaking to me. Let us be stirred to not just thinking about it, but to action. Father, we pray that our actions would align with our faith and what we want today. Give us the power and ability to do it, and we thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen.